Welcome to the Finding Your Church podcast from FindingYourChurch.com. My name is Jeremy Phillips, and my goal is to help you make it a challenge for people to live in your community without finding your church. Now, I want to do a quick podcast episode about how I am approaching this podcast and then some various ways that you can connect to the podcast and how it could affect your church podcast as far as how you approach it and your general online content. So before I get to that information, though, and how it affects your church, I do want to talk about something that I alluded to in the How to Create a Church iTunes podcast with WordPress episode. I did say um, very clearly that the steps that I outlined in that episode was only one way that you could create a church podcast and not the only way. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to that or watch it, um, better yet, even on YouTube. And I used to think that the best way to create a church podcast was, or any podcast, was using the Google site FeedBurner to create the feed that you needed um, to be able to submit to iTunes. And if you have a Gmail account, you can log in and check it out at FeedBurner.com. And it still is probably a good way to burn a blog feed to make it subscribable. And people can subscribe by email when you do that. And it's not that it's not a good, valuable site, but I did have problems with it. Um, when trying to create a podcast. And so when I began creating a podcast recently, that is the approach that I took. I set up everything like I normally would have and attempted to set up the iTunes podcast um, and submit that feed, but iTunes would not accept it. And so you you basically burn your regular uh, website blog feed into FeedBurner and it gives you another link um, like is discussed with the other plugin we talked about in the other episode. Um, but it wouldn't accept it through FeedBurner. And so I really have no idea why. So after searching for a better solution, that is when I found the information about the Blueberry uh, WordPress plugin that I mentioned in the other episode. And I found that information out from an excellent internet marketer named Pat Flynn. And he also um, has an even more in-depth podcast tutorial that you can access on his site, smartpassiveincome.com, as well as a podcast player that you can add to your site that is a paid service, but it works well with sermon podcasting because it allows you to add graphics and that type of thing. And my point in bringing this up is that even though FeedBurner is a great way to get user subscription stats and that type of thing on the back end, it has become more unreliable for whatever reason for podcasting. So I switched. So if you are wanting to know how to set up your church podcast, check out that previous episode titled How to Create a Church iTunes Podcast with WordPress. And so I will also link that specific podcast link on our resource page at findingyourchurch.com forward slash toolbox to make that easy for you to find. And I think I just bring that up in case you've tried to create a podcast, you thought FeedBurner was the only way, or you tried FeedBurner recently and it just doesn't work, um, that I have another way linked at findingyourchurch.com forward slash toolbox. So in addition to that, let's briefly talk about uh, my approach to this podcast and how it will hopefully help to improve how findable my actual website becomes. You know, it would be really easy to just start you know, recording podcasts, save the audio files, link it in a blog post, have it automatically feed to iTunes, and have you or whoever um, just listen to the podcast. But I do not think that would be very beneficial to the person who wants uh, the podcast information or how findable my website becomes. So what I've started doing takes a little extra work, but I think it'll pay off. Um, I've started writing out my podcast episodes completely 
and using that as the basis of a script to record from. And I'm actually doing that right now. I just try you know, not to sound like I'm reading. So um, I may not record it exactly as it is written. And if I were you know, to interview someone or to have a co-host or something, that would not be a great way to do it. But since it is primarily me on the podcast, this works well. And the key, of course, is to at least attempt, like I said, to act like I'm not reading it. And so, um, you know, I know I may have just destroyed your view of how well I speak off the cuff because I'm not speaking off the cuff. And I actually do better, you know, when there's kind of a script. And so um, everybody does it differently. But the larger reason for this is that by starting out with the text, I already have the text to include in the podcast post as a blog post that is readable by Google. So that gives me the actual content to be found by the search engines and not just an audio file. And you can, of course, record the audio um, and have it transcribed, but that just saves me you know, time, the extra step or money or whatever. So also by having this text and the audio first, I am easily able to convert that to a video podcast that is available on YouTube. And if you go to findingyourchurch.com uh, forward slash YouTube, you can access that and subscribe there too and watch the video version. And so sometimes I just put up the title for the entire episode. But if I'm talking about a website or something in detail, like in the How to Podcast episode, I may put in screenshots or even a screen recording to add more value uh, to the video podcast episode instead of just audio. So this gives me at least three ways for people to find and consume the podcast episode. Plus, some like to read, some listen, and some watch. And I think you've probably found that true in your own life. So I'm attempting to connect with how and where people consume content. And even though all of the videos may not be full motion video content. It is still on the platform that video consumers like to use. And so I can also be found there as well. And so I also want you to know about another benefit of including the full podcast text and resource links in your podcast blog post. This could be the full text of an, of an interview or a sermon or whatever your content is. At the moment in iTunes, when you click on an individual episode, and this is what I'm talking about on your mobile phone here. And then when you click on the podcast graphic, so you click on an individual episode, then on the podcast graphic that shows up in the individual episode, it will show the full text. So people can actually read along and click on links directly from the podcast. And this is a great feature as it allows people to not only read along, but also potentially continue reading your podcast, even if they are in a place where they cannot listen, like a waiting room or something like that. So, and they can do this without having to click away and go to your website. So it just takes away an extra step. And we do want people to go to our website, but we also want people to consume our content. So my main encouragement to you with this is to think about how many ways you can use one piece of content to promote your church. You know, this could be breaking up your sermon video into five parts and creating five videos on YouTube instead of just one. Um, you can also include the full video as well to make six or whatever. And, you know, instead of just creating a recap video with you know from your latest event you could also use a screenshot of that for Instagram and a couple of quotes from the video for Facebook and Twitter with links to the video on YouTube you know begin thinking about how you can expand the reach of your church by creating something once like a sermon but using it many times so that's all for now remember to go to findingyourchurch.com forward slash toolbox for all of our resource links including a link to the YouTube channel and the episode where we walk you through creating your own church iTunes podcast. Now go and get found. Mm -hmm.